Welcome back to the Dolby Show. I'm your host, Marvin Dolby III. Now, before the break, we had some people calling in, explaining that they've had some, how might we say, encounters of the worst kind. I'm talking supernatural stuff here, folks. Now, we have someone else on the line from little old Delivery, Texas. Would you uh, care to share your story with us? Oh, uh, uh, hi, hi, Mr. Dolby. I, I can't believe I got through. I'm such a big fan. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're a fan of this show, and I'm so glad to hear your voice. Now, uh, would you mind telling the crowd, uh, you know, what your name is? Oh, uh, and... y- yes, sir, of course. My name's Charlene Cream. Now, Miss Charlene, uh, how do you spell that? Like the milk? Uh, yes, sir. C-R-E-A-M, just like it sounds. And exactly what happened to you? Oh, what happened to me, right. I was... Well, we, we've got this parcel of land, right, in town. Uh, we call it the clearing, at least that's what everybody in town calls it. And I was out walking my dog, my, me and my husband's dog, that is. We were walking the dog, Chester. And Well, when I say we, I mean me. I was walking the dog, Chester. My husband, he spends most of his time at the, uh, at the courthouse. He's a police officer, you see. Uh, but I was walking the dog, Chester, and it was, it was late in the evening. And it was about t- twilight. It was 7.30, 8 o'clock, so the sun was going down. And all of a sudden, it got real dark. You understand what I mean, Mr. Dolby? It got real dark. Not like the sun suddenly went down, but that the, it was like the lights had been turned out. Like someone had, had flipped a switch on the sun. Now, hold on. You're telling me that everything around you just got real, real dark-like. Yes, sir, and I had no flashlight. No flashlight at all. So you're telling me that everything just, like, faded to black, like ACDC? Well, sir, I don't know about no uh, electrical current and all, but yes, sir, it was like it had just gone to black. And then, and then I tell you what was, what was most strange was the, was the feeling that came after. It was, like, it was like when you're walking through an old house and you suddenly get the, the feeling that you're being watched. But not just watched, sir, no. I, it was like I'd been hollowed out. It was like I could... Like my body was totally empty. Like I could, I could feel my body, sir, but it was hollow. There was nothing inside it. And, and I just, I lifted up above the trees. This whole empty me. And I could, I could see everything, even though there was no light. I could see delivery. I could see Houston in the distance. I could see the, the steelworks burning out there on the ocean. Welcome back to Coven, an actual play podcast. You can find our usual content warnings in the description. Episode 6 comes after a bit of a hiatus for us, so you'll hear us kind of getting our groove back, getting back into the swing of things. And now that we are in episode 6 and we are getting going with Sorcerer, I'm going to go ahead and start doing the thing where I ask you to leave a rating on iTunes. We aren't making any money on this thing. It is totally a labor of love, but we would love it if as many people as possible could hear us. So, and you can help us with that by um, taking a few minutes of your time, going over to iTunes and leaving us a rating. All right, I will get out of your way and enjoy episode six of Coven.
Welcome everyone to Coven, our second episode of Sorcerer. We are online at covenpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at coven underscore podcast. Our theme music is by Ben Cronin and cover art by Daniel Stetner. My name is Noah Lloyd. I'm your GM. I'm on Twitter at Noah Gola, and we've got Kiefer. Hello, I am Kiefer. That's it. I got no socials. I got nothing to promote. I'm just a guy. <laughs> and who are you playing? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Kiefer. I'm playing Samson Sycamore, uh, and his not playing his demon, but someone is playing his demon. His name is Abalazet, aka Abby. Great, Gary. Uh, my name is Gary. No socials. I'm playing Robert Chessimard, um, who is in control or who controls him. Mlack, who is a real swimmy swam kind of kind of <laughs> demon. <laughs> and Sharon. So I'm playing Joan Bataille, daughter of Ruby Bataille from the previous game that we played, and her demon's name is Avathon. Perfect. So it has been a while, <laughs> dear listener, since we recorded. We're talking, Kiefer, how old is Ira now? Six months. So it has been about seven months since we recorded last. Um, but here we are. We're doing it. Um, so partly for our benefits, uh, also for our listeners' benefits, would folks mind giving us a little bit more of kind of like an out-of-character intro? We didn't really do this last session, so... Um, if everyone will give us kind of a, a bit of a like a physical description, what your character is like, and then also tell us about your demon. Tell us what their what their deal is, what your interactions with them are like, uh, and let's go in reverse order this time. So Sharon, tell us uh, tell us a little bit more about Joan, and tell us about Avathon. Yeah. Okay. So we met Joan's mother Ruby in the last um in the last session of games that we played um joan is in a little bit of a weird situation compared to the others in this game because she was actually born with her demon uh so she's 16 years old so this demon has been with her since birth uh she's an aspiring singer but she's still in high school she helps her mom out at the bar called the rogue um she is kind of in that stage where she's like i want to get out of this small town and i want to make it as a musician and you know, she's just very teenager over living in a small town life. Her demon looks just like a little birthmark behind her ear. So he lives under the skin uh, behind her right ear. Um, do we go into the tells or no? Yeah, go for it. I mean, tell yeah. whatever you think is is interesting for the audience right now. Yeah. Um, okay. So the tell that her demon has is that her fingernails glow. Um, so to not have people wonder what the hell that's about. She has to constantly keep them covered either with nail polish or wearing gloves or something along those lines. Right. And uh, Avathon has a pretty specific need. Do you want to tell us what that need is? In order to keep Avathon happy, what do you have to do for him? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, what was that? This is the uh, this is the bugs. Oh, yeah. Wait, the eating bugs thing. What was it that we had? It was that Joan was having to eat bugs to keep Avathon happy. Yeah, so so every demon, um, and this is for the audience as well, right? Every demon has a need that has to be satisfied. And uh, and we saw two of those needs being satisfied last episode briefly. Avathon's need is the consumption of insects, right? Avathon is a 
a parasite demon. So it, it lives, you know, inside Joan's body behind her ear. And that's one of the reasons that she can kind of communicate with with Avathon as a parasite is because it's close to her eardrum. And so, you know, can kind of vibrate to it. And yes. uh, to keep him happy, Joan has to eat bugs, which she, <laughs> I, I think she did at the... Uh, at Willie Mae's funeral last episode. Very, yes. very kind of appropriate. <laughs> All right. Yes. Bug eating. That is, that is the need. Thank Perfect. you for that reminder. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, like it's, it's been seven months, y'all. We yeah. got doing the best we can out here. Um, Gary. So I'm playing. Big seven months too. Big seven months. Um, definitely. Um, I'm playing Robert Chessimard. He's a 25 year old guitarist at the, oh Lord, what's the name of this place? The Haunt? No. The Road. The, the Road. Haunt's yeah. not bad though. The yeah. Haunt is about to be made into a marina. Um, the Rogue. And he is... All right, let's run this down. So he's a laid-back kind of cat. He came into his demon through his grandmother who uh, bound him to or bound him to his soul, um, Robert's soul, as a teenager. I forget if it was a teenager or if it was when he came back to uh, delivery after his uh, short stint at college. Um, so Robert attended college in D.C. for a bit and then, you know, basically kind of flunked out, came back and, you know, just oh, started yeah, he had doing whole... the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I said he... Wasn't he like at Howard and he had something with his professor... Yeah, so his professor uh, Ward, I believe, um, uh, Jerry Jerry Fuller Fuller was okay. the name of that character. Uh, Fuller was sort of a mentor to him because Fuller was a music musicologist, anthropologist in uh, jazz and blues, but also spiritual traditions of the crossroads and all that. And it said that Imlac, who is Robert's demon, is the soul potentially of um, someone who was killed in a hurricane like a long, long, long time ago. Um, oh, this is this is new to me. I have not heard that. Yeah, no, I just made it up. Um, <laughs> so I'm down. I'm that down. that that ties into his uh, telltale because for Imlac to really do his thing, um, to work his magic. He needs to swim, and uh, usually Robert likes to go for a swim after every performance he gives, so you can imagine that puts a lot of mileage on his tank. His whole thing is he is at a crossroads right now, which kind of fits with the musical motif and the spiritual motif. Um, he's been thinking about doing something more with his grandmother's, uh, the property that she gave him, which was the whole clearing, uh, which we uh, did a lot with the last game. And for Robert, um, he's torn between wanting to leave it as is, which you know could open it to some really craven investors or deciding to do something with that land himself that would respect the land but would also allow him to exert as much demonic control over his immediate environment as he can uh either decision for him would be more like gainful than you know being the pm guitarist at some sleepy bar so uh he's not quite sure of what he wants to do um, he's a nice guy at the end of his rope, but he will do anything, you know, to make it happen. Great. 
Thank you. And Kiefer. Hello. Um, I'm playing as Samson. Samson. Samson Sycamore. Um, who is, as I can't get over saying, a mostly normal guy who kind of sucks. Um, he's sort of a white Reaganite regular old 80s guy with like gelled hair that isn't too over the top but is also still very much gelled like it it wouldn't move if you blew on it but it might if he stuck his head out of the window or like was driving around in the convertible that I am 100% certain that he owns Uh, he yeah he's just kind of a shitty scumbag and he is bonded with the demon Abalazet, aka Abby, who is a parasite living inside of his blood, who requires him to not just use drugs intravenously, but specifically share bodily fluids with other people. Um, So he has to be sharing needles or having sketchy unprotected sex, which is not the thing that he does, but he definitely is a bad non-addicted heroin user who just goes to town on other people's lives really um and has recently found out that he has full-blown aids as a result of his uh vagaries and his tell as we've been discussing is a deep fear of water because he is convinced that it will wash away the covering of his like the all the cloaking all of the hiding that he's been doing of the evils he has done in his life and make it clear to people that he is just an evil evil man so the cleaner the water is the more terrified he is Mm. great so we have two parasite demons and then um roberts was an object demon and then necklace was that right correct yeah necklace yeah yeah. cool cool i'm just making a couple of notes about some revelations here Is it cool um, if we, like, we don't want to be too freestyle, I imagine, but is it cool if we, like, make little tweaks, like, not radical changes, but just elaborations to our characters, or do we have to run things through you? No, 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 no. Yeah, I think elaborate uh, elaborations, definitely, right? Like, we want to be careful, I think, about something that we've established and played with already. I think we want to be careful about revising that kind of thing, but elaborations, like, like developing more further character traits and even like the kind of arc you want to see with your character that absolutely yeah for sure well you said it was a stolen car so i'm about to uh, fuck some shit up you know yeah i did i did say before we started recording like one of my best one of my favorite pieces of advice for playing in role-playing games is treat your character like a stolen car so that's hopefully what we're going to be doing right now so let's um jump into it thanks for the intros y'all Last time when we left off, Joan was helping close at the Rogue, and an alligator came out of the swamp, (laughs) and there was a tense moment, and then the alligator dropped something on the ground in front of Joan and turned around and swept its way back into the swamp, into the clearing. And I think we're just going to pick up right there. So uh, as a reminder, the last scene we got with Samson, he was kind of, he was in the back of the rogue with one of the cooks, uh, sharing needles, uh, doing his, his drug thing. So Samson is still around. And unless Gary wants to say otherwise, I think Robert's probably still at the rogue as well, probably has just finished his set, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So 
Joan, here you are outside, bag of trash on the ground, dropped in in surprise, and a human hand in front of you. Yes. So I I know that the hand is there, right? And as she's by herself, right? Like Ruby's yeah, not with yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. You you just like went out the back to like toss some stuff in the in the dumpster, right? This was not <laughs> you were not doing anything special. Yeah. So can she like go and look at the hand? Yeah, I don't it's right there. Yeah. Okay. So. I think last time we said that she used one of her demon's powers to determine that the alligator was a demon. So not just yeah, any. So you, so what happened is you used your demon's shadow power to change the, like the illumination in the yeah. area in order to even see that the alligator was there. It had just been watching you from the, from the edge of the clearing. Yeah. And you you didn't use a power in order to determine that the alligator was a demon. You just have everyone has a lore score, right? Which is your your understanding of how sorcery works. And so you could just identify it that this was someone's demon. Whose it is, you don't know. But uh, it the alligator itself was a demon. Yeah. Got you. Okay, so let's have Joan go and examine the hand. Is there? Mm-hmm anything strange about the hand yeah well i mean it's a it's doesn't have a owner that's the first yeah. thing. <laughs> yes <laughs> um it looks it the freshness seems I don't, freshness <laughs> i don't have a better way of describing this it doesn't look that fresh but it also doesn't look decayed or rotten or anything yeah. like that um, like maybe it's, it's just not marinated in a swamp a little bit right marinated <laughs> <laughs> lovely it's not hella bloody but there i mean you can see like bone uh around the wrist that kind of thing there's not i mean until you like pick it up or i mean if you pick it up or decide to do anything with it uh just kind of like externally there doesn't seem to be really any distinguishing marks like you don't see any finger tattoos there's no nail polish on the nails okay um it's it's certainly dirty um, and there's probably like alligator saliva on it, yeah. but, um, can we, let's have Joan, um, let's have her just grab a stick and kind of prod at it a little and just see mm-hmm. if anything happens. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't do anything. You, okay. uh, it doesn't like jump, like turn over and, and do the whole, isn't there an Adams family? The thing, thing? or something? No, yeah. is the thing the hair one? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. It? I thought cousin it was the hair one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the thing maybe. But, sure. But not I the mean, John Carpenter thing. The, uh, yes. Anyway, Adam's ha- we've, family. We've hand. barely gotten started and we're already off <laughs> yeah, on sorry. the Adam's family <laughs> tangent. It is, it is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it doesn't jump over and, and turn into a animate hand or anything like that. It just seems to be a discorporated human hand. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's pretty odd. Okay. So Joan goes, leaves it there because she's not trying to get her handprints on that hand and let's have her go back inside and i mean i suppose she could go to her mother because her mother knows about the demon stuff does she know Mm -hmm. that robert knows about demon stuff yeah i think i believe that we have previously determined if i remember correctly that the three of you know of each other right you know that there are other demons in town uh or sorry other sorcerers in town yeah and um one of those things like you know of each other, but you don't really know each other's stories or, or anything like that. But yeah, okay. I mean, you would know that Robert is 
and something we determined last episode seven months ago was you seem <laughs> to have like a little bit of a crush yeah. on Robert as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, you you know that Robert has has a demon of some kind. Okay, well. That seems like as good an excuse as any to start talking to Robert more. Um, <laughs> so let's have Joan go back inside. I guess she sees Robert, I assume, is cleaning up or breaking down from his set. Yeah. So yeah, let's have her approach him and just kind of say something along the lines of, okay, so I know that this is out of the blue, but I think that there is something outside that you really need to see, and I'm not really sure what to do with this. Can you just come with me for a second? Oh, really? Um, well, just uh, let me put this thing on down and uh, let me come out and see what's, see what's going on. What did you find? Um, well, I think it's easier just to show you. Right. Uh, okay, okay. you playing secret secret. All right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so she leads him outside and near the dumpster is just this human hand. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so... I have a feeling I have a feeling that you and I have more in common than might be obvious at first glance. So I'm going to tell you something about what I just saw okay. that led to this hand. Um I just saw a very large alligator that seemed to be a little bit more than an alligator if you catch my drift. Um it was out here, it looked at me, dropped the hand and then like tailed it out. So, um, tailed it. (laughs) And Robert's like laughing at that. Oh, God. Uh, So, um, yeah, uh, what should we, should we call the cops? No, probably not. What do, what, what does one do in this situation? Now, you know, like, we'll call the cops and be here waiting until the morning. Um, I thought this kind of stuff only happened in Louisiana. What do you mean that it was an alligator, but it, wasn't an alligator like what how did it did it look at you like did it like what did it do uh, i it was just kind of watching me and sort of very pointedly dropped this hand yeah um, i can i can remind you of it of because the alligator had a telltale as oh well, yeah what was it which you can decide if you want to share with with robert or not but okay. it's claws we determined were kind of if you remember when jake brown kind of became a sorcerer in the kingdom game his his eyes went black and if you looked too closely you realized that could just kind of like go forever yeah same thing uh with its claws so the claws were kind of an absence of something uh, rather than something physical mm. yeah okay okay so um all right, so what I'm going to tell you now is also a little bit weird. So what I mean by it seeming like more than an alligator is that surely you've noticed in this town sometimes things are not quite what they a- a- appear. Well, of course, and, like sometimes I'll see the moon during the midday and vice versa. Uh, I, um, so, okay, uh, I think what I mean is that it was a demon. It was someone's demon. I don't know whose demon. It's just probably a demon. Demon. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Hold on, let me just make an aside real quick. Does um, I think y'all just said it, but I forgot. But uh, Joan and Robert like know about like they mutually know each other knows yeah. about. Okay, so I'm not going to pretend yeah. like. He's, I mean, like, but you've but I don't think you've ever 
Yeah, I don't think you've ever spoken about it. Like, I think there has been, right, she's had it her whole life. And so I think it's one of those things like, Robert, you have probably watched her grow up and from a distance just been kind of like, I wonder how she's going to like handle this. Although you wouldn't have realized she had one probably until, until you're kind of like training with Willie May. Right. And similarly, when Samson comes in, like there's probably some tension, like, okay, I recognize there's a new sorcerer in town. Okay. No one's like, you... acknowledged it out loud yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool, cool. Um, could you repeat what you said last, Sharon? Yeah, okay. So this alligator, um, I think it's someone's demon. Really? Yes. I mean, so I do, I do want to like hold here for a second. Yeah. Because Robert's really is is very good. Like, what is what is Robert's expression here? Because she's she's finally raising something that y'all have never spoken about, right? Yeah. Robert's expression is it, it's like any 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 black man in Texas in the eighties that just came on some wild shit. It's just like, <laughs> oh shit, here we go again. Um, like if we ever played uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas it's, it's, it's just that name of CJ walking into the distance like oh shit here it is um, so he he doesn't question you know he's he just has this blasé look on his face like oh another one of these motherfuckers but he's also you know sort of skeptical about what what Jones whole angle is in this too because while he has known Joan since she was a baby they're not like friends they're not you know they're, yeah. yeah they're like there's a generation gap and also like you know sorcerers you know he's never seen two sorcerers on the same page with each other so he has yeah. a little bit of a reason to be like friendly but also like guarded so I think that's his like reaction um so how how do we find out more about what the hell this is about um jesus like it's uh, alligators just coming out the swamps and stuff i have an idea but do you know if any other sorcerers have come to town lately that we might not be like aware of no i mean i always assumed your grandmother was one but she's gone so um, I, I, honestly, you know, sometimes you just get like a feeling about somebody, but I haven't really spoken to anyone about this. Um, I just wasn't sure that demon alligators leaving hands at my feet was something I could really tackle on my own. Uh, Word. I and feel that. yeah, <laughs> can we, I want to pause real quick while, while this conversation is happening and yeah. just see like kind of what's happening with Samson as you have, as you are, are rounding out your drug session i think he's i think maybe the cook is like kind of nodding off a little bit um and samson taps him so that he'll be awake to get back to work because he doesn't want the guy to get in trouble we say it was a man or a woman i actually don't remember i'm i'm double checking i do have it written down regardless he doesn't want them to get in trouble uh because he's just not really interested in his drug partners getting fired because he might have to go find somebody else or go somewhere else it's not a super altruistic thing or at all an altruistic thing really um but yeah, yeah the the, so, the line cook you shoot up with is named darcy moore cool so yeah he kind of gets darcy back just just conscious enough that he's confident she'll head inside and takes off in front of her and goes back into the club and probably gets you know like crown royal on the rocks at the bar and is just sitting there calmly and sipping on it before he heads home kind of like 
letting the two buzzes work with each other. Three buzzes. And I will, so you you don't have to bring Samson in on this, certainly, Robert and Joan, Mm -hmm. but you would have noticed him there earlier because... Uh, again, a small reminder, but Samson played a set before Robert came on. Right. So Samson and his, uh, his, I think it's a uh, trio that plays together. Got such a musical crew. Quartet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a quartet, right? Um, yeah. So you do at least know that Samson was around earlier this night. Just making okay. sure that that information is available. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should bring him in then. Yeah. Who who wants to do that? Should, uh, I'll let, I do that? Yeah, I'll let you do it. Because, it's still your scene. Okay. Yeah, it feels like Joan probably wanted an excuse just to talk to Robert <laughs> while also wanting help. So okay. I don't know that she would be the one to be like, oh, yeah, let's bring this middle-aged man in and hang out with him. <sighs> so Robert sort of looks around um, first in the direction where Joan said she saw the crocodile alligator. There's a difference. Um, yes. Alligator coming from... <laughs> And then sort of like makes a circle around himself and notices Samson just sort of dozing off uh, real cool like. Yeah, well, you would you would need to go back into the bar, right? Oh, back y'all into the bar. Of, okay. Yeah, okay. y'all are, yeah. are outside behind the behind the club at the moment. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we, I mean, uh, and, and you can. I'm just trying to make sure that the oh, no, no, no. the sure. situation is clear. For sure. Um Yo, I think we should just head inside. Um, don't want any more hands showing up on the doorstep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we have Joan kind of just like, she just kicks it under the dumpster a little bit so it's not <laughs> right out in the open. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Great. So Why Joan not? kicks it under the dumpster and follows Robert back inside. Awesome. Love it. Robert and Joan go inside. Um, there's still like, I guess, maybe one or two sort of hangers on, but everybody is pretty much left at this point. Yeah, it's probably like like last call is is coming up in a minute or two. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, let's 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 look, look around to see if um, there's anybody who might could be able to tell us something about this. Did you see anybody like? I think I think he's I think he knows. You mean the cat I who mean, played the set before me? Yeah, I, I feel like he is similar to us. Now why would somebody regard. like him be hanging around here? I figured he had some champagne party or cocktail gala to go to. <laughs> Where'd you see him at? Uh I there's just something about him. Um plus it's not like there's not much champagne galas in delivery. <laughs> <laughs> um so Kiefer, Samson is where at at the Rogue? Uh, he's just hanging out at the bar. Oh, okay, cool. So he goes over to Samson, taps him on the shoulder. Yo, what's good, man? Um, gave a real nice performance. Um, you know, y'all can really do y'all thing with the instruments. You know what I mean? Wait, can I interject? What did what does Samson play? Or like what kind trumpet. of quartet? Qu- qu- oh, it was a trumpet, like a... Uh, Brass quartet? It's a jazz quartet, and he plays the trumpet oh, okay. within it. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, thank you. So, yes, he is the trumpeter. Is there a better word than trumpeter? Trumpeter. I'm pretty sure it's trumpeter. Yeah. He's the trumpeter. Trumpet player. Yeah, thanks, man. N- notably, you... trumpeter is a person who plays a trumpet. A trumpeter is also a large, gregarious, ground-dwelling bird of tropical South American forests. Oh, no. more you Also, know. kind of swan. All right, sorry. Let's 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 do the thing. 
birds, I, all birds are demons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In this world, all birds are demons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, so uh, back to the scene. Uh, yeah. Robert goes over to uh, Samson and taps Samson on the shoulder and, you know, basically just daps him up and says, you know, like, hey, you know, you had a really, like, dope performance. Like, I love what you can do with the trumpet, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah, y'all played. That was y'all are solid, too. Hey, um, appreciate that, no doubt. Um, say, you wouldn't happen to have heard some rumbling going on outside a couple minutes ago, huh? Uh, rumbling? No. I, I was... Yeah, I was out back. Um, or oh, really? out front. Where, just geographically, would the walk-in freezer be theoretically close to the garbage? Right? Like, I feel like I was probably right there. I mean, I think there was a wall. Like, I, I imagine you, like, went through the kitchen to get into the walk, walk-in freezer, right? Yeah, so I imagine there like was, like, an external wall between you and the... Or maybe, like, a pair of, of doors that were closed to accept deliveries or something. But oh, yeah, you... I was imagining back when I used to deliver beer, there were a couple of places that had like whole separate like little sheds out back that were their walk-in um, oh, okay. where they would keep like all of their kegs and stuff like that. So it would be like a real separate space as opposed to having to. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we private. could. I'm I'm totally fine with that, and we can we can either you know do the whole the walk-in freezer is through the kitchen or but the rogue is a fairly old building so having a, a separate walk-in freezer would make sense too so we could just retcon it like you come out of the freezer and see the two of them standing around and you know they can decide what to do with you then or what do we think or or maybe the walk-in freezer is just like off to the side away from the dumpster yeah i think it can be a, a missed thing right like Time happens, whatever. I, I'm also fine coming out, but I don't know how much we want to rewrite. Okay, so cool. Yeah, so you so you were close, right? We'll say that the walk-in freezer is there's a, a back door through the kitchen that you can go through, which led like off to the side to the walk-in freezer, um, and then there's another back door from like the bar and the restaurant area that, and that's the door that joan originally went through so kind of two cool. separate back doors leading to two different sides but yeah so you you would have been there i don't know what you would have heard really since you were in a freezer yeah i think it's maybe just like i i get pretty zoned out after my sets man like the fact that i even heard you play is kind of a miracle i don't i don't really i'm here to do my thing if you know what i mean it's not really about the the experience i'm, I'm here to play not to listen Hey, yo, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all the same, just keep me hip if you if you know what what, what happened outside. Um, Joan, do you like kind of want to tell uh, tell him what what happened, or should I? I, th- I think uh, if you don't feel comfortable, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell him. Um, I feel yeah, like he, he should know. I mean, Samson's just watching you ask this, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, that's that's that's, that's stolen car. Really. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, you, you, you go ahead and tell him. All right, so, like, yo, I, I I know I know a lot of weird stuff happens here in delivery, but this is uh definitely some weird shit. Um, Joan was outside and claims she saw an alligator. Um come out from the clearing is it the clearing or is it the swamp 
It's both, right? The the well, I guess it's technically the swamp. The clearing is a large area, not the clearing inside I mean, of the swamp. You, you know what? I, I said clearing, forgetting that it's the capital C clearing, and I was just thinking of a general oh, right, clearing. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so just coming from the ether, and she like made eye contact with this this fucking alligator, yo, and. <laughs> You know, the the alligator, you know, they say never smile at a crocodile. And I know it's an alligator, but, you know, you still, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, nature rules apply here. And I, I think, like, the alligator basically spat out a hand. Not like, you know, like one of those cartoon hands, but like. A, a hand with like you know skin on it and like blood and you know just 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 chilling you know like the hand just had nothing going on like i'll gladly just be in your mouth you know um and then the crocodile the alligator like you know did a smile and a little dance and went back into the <laughs> either like ain't nothing happened um and i figured like we're all musicians sorry we're- ho- ho- what does this have to do <laughs> Like I, I guess some so somebody got drunk and fed themselves to a gator, or I, I don't know, maybe maybe like somebody Look, dumped a body. But like, what is it's it's an alligator? No. We live in Texas. There was something very wrong with this alligator. This wasn't a normal normal alligator. If you catch my drift, I feel like you understand us. Um, this was somebody's alligator. This alligator was attached to somebody, and it had big void claws. And I <laughs> feel like if anyone here can understand where this alligator is coming from, you might be one of the people who could understand this. If you catch my drift. And she just kind of winks <laughs> awkwardly. Um, After this impassioned speech, wink. <laughs> I looks around like I assume there's like a bartender at this bar that yeah the uh, well the the bartender we've established is actually Ruby Bataille, um Joan's mother oh. who is like right the the rogue is having some hard times so yeah um, Ruby is both the manager and often serves as the bartender and she is I mean after her encounter with her with Elijah right um, the father yeah. of her daughter earlier she is um probably like high strung but it's also like last call times right so she is busy preparing the bar for closing yeah and i think joan is probably not too keen on involving her mother but yeah for sure if it happens it happens right so i think sam like let's can we like this doesn't really seem like the best place to be talking about people owning alligators if you're interested in starting a gator attraction i'm sure there's someone who can talk to you about that oh my but god if you want to continue this particular conversation i think maybe a less crowded location would be conducive the to- bar is pretty empty i would say but yeah there are still some like some of the drunks who are like still hanging around but yeah a lot a lot yeah. of folks have left after roberts uh totally i just think that if yeah no no it's still it's still a public place that's all totally valid i'm just making sure it's clear so come out back and tell us if anything rings a bell for you because some weird shit is happening right now 
like heavy sigh finishes his whiskey um puts it down but like also puts uh nah, i don't think he cares um just <laughs> leaves it and walks out back with y'all so you're saying that somebody that we don't know i'm samson by the way i don't know if you've ever been I'm, formally introduced i'm joan this is robert what up cool call me sam <laughs> um Someone who isn't one of the three of us sent a, an alligator that wasn't mm-hmm. an alligator to mm-hmm. spit a human hand at your feet. Yeah. And you're involving me because you think I might be concerned that someone who isn't one of the three of us would be in town with an alligator that isn't an alligator. I just never really uh, known anyone to have this kind of alligator and um so <laughs> so joan meanwhile also like the little grabs, ones yeah and plenty of those uh so joan also meanwhile gets on her hands and knees and grabs a stick and kind of fishes the hand out from under the dumpster and also very subtly to her uh to her mind grabs a little bug off the stick and eats it and hopes that they're distracted by the hand. So here's the hand. You see, I wasn't just bugging out, yo. I'm bugging. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so do you recognize this hand, Samson? <laughs> uh, no, it's not one of mine. <laughs> oh, really? I thought we had something going on here. Well. No, uh, I, yeah, I have the collection, but I don't know where this one came from. God. Well, shit. If 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 I don't know what happened, and Sam here doesn't know what happened, uh, what, 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 you know, what's, do, what else do we do? Do we need to be worried about this? Do we need to be worried about void alligators and random severed hands? Is do we just ignore this? What do we do? Uh, is there, not remembering at all how to play sorcerer, do I have non-demon moves? Like, can I roll any sort of, like, like, can I roll a lord thing to look at this hand? Like, what, what Mm -hmm. do I do to discover more information about the world? Yeah, so, um, on your character sheets, you have your scores, stamina, will, lore, cover, and price. Um, Cool. Cover being your, whatever your job is that prevent, that hides you from being a sorcerer, right? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, this has to do with you only roll if something is opposing you, which I think we would say is happening right now. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about, so I am always going to be rolling against you. In other words, whenever you make a roll. Um, so yeah, so Kiefer, you can definitely roll Samson's lore, which is a two. And I just have to figure out what kind of the i think it's probably the will of or the power yeah it would be the power of the creature i'm rolling against and you can roll here right in discord 2d8 for you and let me let me think real quick about how much um because there's there's actually a lot going on here and i want to figure out exactly which thing i'm using oh wow casual i don't think i win that roll no. Wait, what? 
Um, okay, so what's just happened is Kiefer has rolled Samson's lore, which is a two. So Kiefer rolled 2d8, got a five and a three. I rolled for the for the currently unknown force that they are are looking against, which is I'm still going to give you something. Uh, I'm not going to give you a ton of information off of this. So I had what's called a complete victory. I rolled 5d8 for this entity's power. And the highest two were an 8 and a 5, which beats kind of the corresponding uh, numbers that Kiefer rolled. So with a complete victory, I could just kind of decide that you don't get anything. But tell me how Samson is, is looking at it. Samson is going to have to get much closer and... Uh, do a much more thorough investigation of this hand than kind of a casual inspection from a distance. For this role or to learn more? I'm still going to give you something, but for you to get it, just kind of describe narratively how you investigate it a little bit more closely. Yeah, I think... um, I just don't see him getting down on his hands and knees or really like picking it up. Maybe like we're we're out back, right? And the trash just got taken out. Maybe there's a cardboard box and he kind of makes a little scoop out of the cardboard box and picks it up to look at it like uh, a little bit more closely and is, or he just has it flat on the cardboard and his hand under the cardboard and is like moving it around, checking out all the angles, looking at where it was severed, whether it's like looks like a clean tear or whether it was like jaggedly ripped off or whether it yeah, was... Yeah, so it, it does look like it's kind of been jaggedly ripped off. And as you are as you are looking around it, kind of we'll do the classic forensic discovery of there being something under the fingernails. And <laughs> it just looks like kind of a greenish pulp to you. Ew. Okay. I mean, not... I l- Let me revise that a little bit. It's not greenish, but a green... Uh, almost like, um, uh, you know, like fresh grass colored pulp. Cool. <laughs> so, I mean, Sharon was asking earlier, or I guess Joan was asking earlier, if y'all should be worried. And I would be really interested in hearing that conversation progress a little bit. Um, because, you know, this is, a, this is a demon which came out of the swamp, which... Kiefer has an investment in, even though the other two don't know that. Uh, actually, uh, Robert has a pretty large investment as well, even though the other two don't know that. Um, yeah. And Sharon, of course, you found it and are a curious 16-year-old. Yes. Okay, so now there's green sludge under <laughs> this this severed hand's fingernails. I can't say I know anyone else who's similar to us in this town outside of Willie Mae, who is not here anymore. So what the hell is happening? Mm. What is going on in the swamp? What? Go on. uh, Real quick. Gary, why don't you... We don't need to to make a roll for this because I don't think there's any any contestation to that. Like, there's no one contesting this role. So when Joan says there's nobody else in town... Gary, you remember that Willie Mae had a friend who she saw occasionally. You only saw him a couple of times and probably only once since you got Imlac, whose name is Jim, who you have probably only seen once in your life since you got Imlac. But because of that, you would recognize that he seems to be a sorcerer and probably a fairly powerful one. 
as well. So you can you can remember that, you can share that with them, whatever you want. But so Sharon, go on. Um, okay, yeah, okay, so just going back to it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else in this town outside of us that are like us. Hmm. So where the hell is this alligator coming from with these weird sludge fingernail severed hands? What I want to know is who, if there is such a person, whose hand is this or why is this person sticking these alligators on people either random or, you know, chosen? You know, it's it's not only if there's someone here, but there's also someone who, like, has their own agenda and is clearly, you know, maybe out to get one of us. You know, maybe that's the next step. Oh, jeez. Well, it's coming from the swamp. So didn't your grandmother spend a lot of time around the swamp? Shit, my grandmother was the fucking swamp. <laughs> but the alligators that my grandmother controlled would not have done this to my knowledge. And whatever that icky green shit is, I've never seen that through my grandmother. Ugh. All right, so how do we find out more about this? Yeah, so it's a gator in the swamp. I guess I, it's a, it's a, an alligator, and it came out of the. I like. I guess we're saying it's tied to the swamp, but wh- where else it's would a, you go if you were an alligator? It's a demon. It's not gator. gonna be Samson. Ha- it's a demon gator. <laughs> right, but you wouldn't be hanging out in, say, I don't know, a backyard swimming pool if you were a demon gator either. It's where gators go. I just, like, somebody wanted to send you a message, I guess. Um, I think you oh, could try. Who the hell would want to do that? That's a real good question. And and Samson and Robert, probably, when Joan says who the hell would want to do that, I just want you to kind of picture a 16-year-old girl, right, who is probably a little bit scared when you say that someone has wanted to send her a message. Um, Samson has a 16-year-old daughter who at least knows Joan. I mean, Sharon, may- maybe she isn't scared, but it sounded like it when, when yeah, you said, prob- who the hell would want to do that? A little nervous, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel that, but also she's a sorcerer with a demon that she controls, so I don't feel yeah. quite as, like, uh-huh. I mean, it's it's a... Um, there's a tension there, for sure. I don't know, Joan... Like, have you, like, do you have a boyfriend at school? Is somebody, like, did you cheat on a test? What? Yeah, what? Cheat on a would... test? Jesus. I don't well, think my teachers I... are coming after me for cheating on tests. And I don't have time for a boyfriend outside of the music industry. She says, kind of side-eyeing Robert. <laughs> um, um, I'm very focused on getting out of here and graduating and I don't want that much to do with this town. I'm just trying to become a singer and find a way out of this godforsaken place. Increasingly godforsaken place. She looks over to Robert. Robert's just like zoned out of the conversation um, and is just thinking about the like guitar hook to his like, <laughs> next performance and he's like doing the nodding thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some um, it's some strange time signature like twenty seven nine or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah real heavy metal shit, you know. Uh, yeah. Good. Um, 
So can can Joan do something with the lore thing to see if there's anything else that's visible in the general vicinity? I mean, I think you can just like look around. You can find the the trail that the alligator left, certainly. Can we like follow it? You could a bit? if you want to. It's like almost one AM probably. I'm not yeah. going into this one I mean, do we <laughs> it might be worth it. I don't know. I don't know what else to I mean, how else to find out about this thing? Yeah, you can do what you want. Has anything at all happened in either, like, nothing's really changing on my end. At least nothing that uh, I would expect to be hearing from a gator in the swamp about. So, yeah, I mean, didn't your guy... grandmother just die, Robert? Like, didn't, what, like, what's going on in y'all's lives that could be resulting in gator hand mouth drops. Yes, my grandmother just died. And, uh, you know, maybe someone is trying to do a little more than send a message. Um, you know, whatever that could be. Um, it doesn't make any difference us just standing out here in some hot-ass... This is like the back of the rogue, some, some, you know, hot ass spot. Um, you know, all I know is there's a hand. There's probably many more hands where that came from. So let's go find out where it came from. Let's just go after this thing. Not going into the swamp at one o'clock in the morning. I have to work tomorrow. Ugh. These are nice shoes. Oh, don't Jesus. be a square, Sam. <laughs> you ever... Don't tell me you can't uh, get that slick back hair a little messy every now and then. Sure, I'll gladly mess up my hair, but not my shoes. Oh, so geez. take them off. You're gonna, you wanna walk through the swamp barefoot? Come on. Yo, actually, that's a great idea. Why don't we just, you know, all three of us, you know, it's pent up, you know, there's a lot going on. Like, let's just go for a swim, like right beyond the clearing. Or right in the clearing, right beyond the bushes. Like, fuck it. We ain't got nothing else going on. I saw you, you know, kind of in your own headspace in there, trumpet man. You could use a little bit of, you know, kicking back every now and then. And uh, Joan, I, I know you don't really care much for, you know, school. I think you do. Um, but, yeah. you know, we just just see what the swamp is and if nothing else you two can just watch me swim and you know I, maybe i'll teach you to some guitar shit along the way all right let's go why not and this is like emlac sort of talking like almost drew robert because emlac's <laughs> just like all right y'all talking too much i need to go swim mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh samson are you are you just kind of reluctantly following them or do you just like turn heel and go back to your car i i like can't really think of a reason aside from it being for the story that Samson would be like, yeah, hmm, that's I want to like go into the swamp where a giant demon gator just walked out of with a human hand. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you I, might not want to go home considering the news you've just gotten. Right, but I could go back to the bar. I could, I, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm I mean, sorry. can I can I give you something real quick? If you yes. if you decide to go back to your car, Samson. Sure, I'm gonna go back to my car. Okay. Um, you you unlock the the driver's side door, right? 
it very audibly clicks. You know it was locked. Like, uh, you know, later when you're trying to reconstruct what happened, um, you know that the car door was locked. And when you open it, your car is full of rose petals. <laughs> what? They, like, spill out over your feet out of the the chair when you open the door. <laughs> Huh. Like the whole thing. Um, I mean, I think it's like the, like there are, I mean, we're talking thousands. I don't think that the car is like, has been flooded per se with rose petals, but yeah, they have piled up on the seats. They have piled up over the floor and that might not be enough to convince you to go with them. And that's totally fine. Maybe you just sweep them out and get in the car, but it is certainly a strange experience. Yeah. I. It still doesn't seem like it's, yeah, well, what what do you do when you when you open I, the car I door? I think he opens the car door and just like, oh, what the fuck? Um, and like sweeps them off of the driver's seat as much as he can and like out of from underneath the pedals or whatever to try and get that zone clear. And they must have had vacuum cleaners at gas stations in the 1980s, right? Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I yeah. think he goes back in before the bar closes and breaks a couple bucks into quarters or whatever and heads to the gas station to just vacuum these obnoxious rose petals out of his car. Yeah, all right. Um, I, I like it. So, I mean, this is like, this is good because even if he is kind of denying, I was about to say Gary, um, Robert and Joan, we're we're yeah. getting like some really good pictures of, of Samson's character right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Samson has just decided to head home. Um, Joan Sorry, and Robert, are y'all just following the trail of this this alligator? I'm on board to walk toward the swamp water. Okay. And watch Robert swim and possibly <laughs> also swim. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Kind of weird, but all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so do we... you can you can follow the the alligator fairly easy. I mean, let's say this, right? We're kind of the rogue is on the border of the swamp, the clearing, and so you can follow it fairly easily through the kind of the drier margin. And as it gets swampier and swampier, of course, the less kind of trail there is, and you will eventually come to one of many pools, uh, which is in inside the clearing, and. You know, it's kind of, I'm picturing it as kind of pretty classic Everglades. So kind of uh, flooded trees, but there's still trees growing up from the middle of it. Not really a, I guess not really a pool, but really kind of a classically imagined swamp. So y'all can swim there if you want to. Okay. Do we see anything? Is there anything to observe as we walk forward? Yeah, I I was actually just looking up the rules for how to make a perception roll in this game yeah. and you can actually use any of your skills to make a perception roll just kind of depending on the circumstance so i huh. think that uh like making a stamina roll at this point would kind of make sense uh since y'all yeah. are kind of hiking around and um and looking for things and what you would be rolling against is the is the cover i think of the alligator as it is trying to head wherever it's headed so my stamina is only two. Gary, do you want to roll stamina? Yeah, I'll roll. A, I'll do a stamina roll. Um, I mean, you both have um, low stamina. <laughs> uh, R three d six. Slash R. 
okay cool we will take that first roll which is a good one right because it's got an eight and a six Mm -hmm. so this creature has 4d8 cover and it's gonna actually get a bonus die because of one of its powers oof okay so it rolled three eights which means so you tie it on the first one and then it beat your second two so god we're never gonna find out about this fucking gator i mean you will (laughs) let me say that But yeah, you get to the pool and you don't, I mean, I think you have lost the trail a little bit. Uh, You don't notice anything hunting you, uh, right? Like you're not being followed or anything like that. Yeah, you reach a pool. Are are you going for a swim? A a midnight swim in a swamp that's full of alligators? I mean, I should say that just because y'all are sorcerers doesn't mean you um, are invincible. I mean, I have like a, I have an armor. That's true. An armor skill. That's true. And, you know, Robert is familiar enough with the swamp to know what he's getting into and if nothing else uh his demon will save the day okay yeah so what joan can just kind of like wade in up to her knees or something and start eating some bugs off of the top of the water okay and robert what's up oh i mean you do you like do you strip off your clothes do you just jump in like what do you do so he just jumps right in because like M Black is tired of the jibber jabber and you know he starts by doing some backstrokes in the pool and is basically can he see Joan eating the bugs off the top of the water? This is this is what I was gonna say. As you're swimming, you if you ever look back Joan's way, you definitely <laughs> notice her just kind of, you know, plucking water striders off the surface of the water and what else? Well, I mean, you know, teenagers are weird, so he doesn't really yeah. think too much of it. Um, and... You don't think too much of a girl just eating insects at haphazardly? <laughs> really? Uh, well, they've also already told each other they're yeah. sorcerers. I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, let me say, he thinks about it, but he isn't. You know, it's just like, yo, listen, folks just be weird as fuck. Yeah. Um, who am I to question what someone does with their spare time? So um, he just, you know, shrugs it off and, you know, keeps swimming. And his necklace um, begins to, like, rumble like the uh, the old Yu-Gi-Oh intro. And, <laughs> you know, essentially, like... Do the, this is a side question, but do the items that are bound by the demons, like, have any kind of, like, do they alter when they're, like, you know, when their needs are satisfied? Well, so their powers refresh, certainly, which isn't something you have to worry about because you haven't used any of Imlac's powers yet. And uh, that's that's kind of up to you. I mean, maybe maybe the necklace looks tarnished in between swims and after a swim it looks shining i don't know uh what do you think yeah so i would say that the necklace is usually very brittle going into a swim and the more energy that he spends like at a performance uh the more frail it becomes it's almost like you know kind of like brittle uh gold but you know after he gets out it's kind of like, you know, brand new chain, like we're talking, this is the early 80s, so I, this is like before <laughs> rap uh, really hits it big, but basically it's like a big, like, gold chain that's still, you know, classy and elegant looking, and, you know, that that shows the other players that Mlack is working at full strength. Cool. I yeah, like it. Good. So... 
unless y'all kind of want to wander around the or start using some of your your demon powers right so something else that that i should mention is you can use your your demons powers to do creative things right anything you can you can kind of imagine or or make fit the description of the powers i should say can I light up the water to see under the water in case there's any alligators yeah, in the water? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think that's easy. It, it has to be in a confined space and it's probably like mostly around you, right? But yeah. I mean, yeah. what does it look like? Does it look like suddenly there's a floodlight under the water or... or Like a, feel like a pool light. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Or like a little glowing orb. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So can I light up the water underneath robert just to like double check that he's not going to get eaten by anything yeah i mean he's he he's Quick fine question yeah what is, is i may have missed this what is robert swimming in the, the swamp swamp so it's the clearing right, itself but like are you wearing a bathing suit no nah, like, this he's... is important to me for understanding uh joan's ongoing crush on robert and watching him swim <laughs> in the swamp in the middle of the night yeah, so I have him swimming in his full clothes, and that's because, like, he feels, like, kind of, like, I guess on one level, Mlack is just like, get the fuck in the water, like, what the fuck are you waiting for? And on yeah. another level, it's kind of like, Robert's a 25-year-old dude, he is going to feel a little weird, like, you know, getting into his swimming in front of, swimming in front of a, like, 16-year-old high school girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. So who someone yeah. obviously okay, cool. has a crush on him, right? Like so, I, yeah. I don't think it's it's. Um, <laughs> you know, Robert is a lot of things, but you know he is a southern gentlemanish in his own way. So he's not gonna yeah. expose too much skin or any skin at all. So okay. I guess while Robert is swimming around and Joan is like crouched in the shallow area eating bugs, can she just send like a little orb of light into the water just to see if there's anything in there worth noting? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't even need to roll because, okay. right, this is just something that can happen okay. because the alligator isn't here. Like, I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to, like, stonewall y'all too much, okay. but <laughs> you are in, in a huge swamp in the middle of the night, right? And there are yeah. supernatural forces at work here as well. So, yeah, I mean, you, it is kind of a, probably a nice moment, right? Like a bonding friendship kind of moment between Robert and Joan. Mm-hmm. Yeah where you know joan is is showing off a little bit of what her her demon what avathon can do sending this light moving around under the water yeah yeah but i think that y'all are kind of like after the swim i think the tone is probably like well maybe we should get back yeah yeah they definitely uh skedaddle and i think can i do a scene of them walking back to I guess, where would they be walking back to the town or to the Probably bar? to the Rogue, because I assume their cars are there. Yeah. Right, so they're walking back to the Rogue, and Robert's, like, basically sopping wet, um, you know, yeah. from, like, head to toe, but he really does not seem to notice or care. And he, you know, is trying to strike up a conversation with Joan, who he hopes has enjoyed her fill of swap bugs. Um, so what do you think about that cat we saw back at the haunt, uh, the rogue, uh, this haunt's going to be the fucking death of me, uh, the rogue, uh, that Sam cat. Ah, oh God, I don't, he just seems like a square old man. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, you know, everybody has their own demons. 
I'm terrible. And, you know, I, I think we shouldn't be so fast to, you know, judge. You know, he told us what he knew. Um, and, you know, it's just like anyone else in that situation probably would have done the same thing. I mean, who the fuck are we and, like, why would he trust us off jump? You know what I mean? It's just that there's not that many of us. You'd think that, like, if some other shit's going down in this town in terms of uh, people with our abilities, then it seems like it just makes sense to share information and to know who these new people are, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, well, I'm sure that won't be the last of Sam. We'll see. He, he, we, we play at the Rogue on, was it, every week? Um something like yeah, that. Yeah, t- today's a Friday, so yeah. every Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think Robert's there like pretty much every day, but uh, Sam, are you, you're only like a once a week kind of gig, is that right? Uh, yeah, okay. weekends, so maybe Fridays and Saturdays. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably, you know, who knows, we'll see him real soon. Um, and then the, the sort of bar comes back into view and they... I guess he sort of looks at her and, you know, just goes like, well, um, be able to find your way home, all right? Yeah, I'll be fine. I think my mom's still working, so mm-hmm. I'll catch up with you later, I suppose. By the way, your necklace looks really nice. Word, thank you. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> something, of a, something of an old family heirloom, you know? So, Joan, as soon as you... I, actually, l- let me ask... Uh, Robert, are you going back in the club as well to like? Yeah, he has to get uh, his shit. Pack up the last of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as the two of you come back in, Ruby is like right there, and she's like she's got her purse over her arm, and she, Joan, she grabs you by the upper arm and just kind of like jerks you aside. Where the fuck have you been? Yeah, well, we just found some weird stuff out. Out back, Yo, but I you think kn- it's all no, fine. you know what? I don't want to hear it. It's all fine. It's not all fine, Joan. Come on, get the fuck in the car. We're going home. You should have. We should have been out of here an hour ago. All right, all right, jeez. And she she looks at Robert. What the hell were you thinking? Oh well, you know. Uh, I, I, what I, were I, you doing? Listen, um, Willie May <laughs> would be ashamed of you. And she walks away. Oh, oh no! Not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And she is she is just going to kind of stonewall you with silence on the on the drive home, Joan. Um, because like you know y- y'all y'all went deep into the swamp and swung around for a while. You were your absence was absolutely noted. So let's. Um, also, Robert was presumably like dripping on the floor. Yeah, the uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah totally. He's sopping, yeah. So let's jump ahead to kind of the next morning because I want to get another scene or two with Sam. Kiefer, you, Samson wakes up next to his wife, I assume, the next morning. Yeah. Um, or are y'all actually like sleeping in separate beds at this point? No. Okay. This is his new wife. He likes his new wife. Oh, that's They're right. In good shape. That's right. You wake up next to Sylvia. Sylvia. It's a Saturday morning, right? You were out late. You did, you did mm-hmm. heroin last night. Um. What is what does Samson's morning look like? And you know, you have this this new assignment from Mister Irons. It's a Saturday, but I don't know that that should stop you. What are what does your Saturday morning look like? 
Um, I'm struggling because my first thought is like, all right, so I'll like Google who owns the land, but <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's 1980. Uh, I think the Saturday is like, I think it's like he wakes up wearing really just like iconic classic pajamas, but they're definitely like silk pajamas that he has woken up in, mm-hmm. like set, yeah. you know? Um, I think Sylvia is awake first. He goes downstairs, he has coffee, he, like, <laughs> kisses his kids, is, like, doing all of the, like, regular, just Saturday morning stuff for a while, um, and then... What's your, what's your interaction with your kids like? So, as a reminder for the audience, Sam has four kids, uh, he's got, is it Roxy or Rosie? Roxy. Roxy. So he's got Roxy, who's the infant daughter, there's Dorian, an eight-year-old son, Solomon, a 12-year-old son, and then Millie, a 16-year-old daughter. I think it's mostly, like, I think he's got a really good relationship with Millie, um, but, like, not, or, like, he thinks it's a really good relationship. Like, she talks to him, he, like, looks out for her, and he doesn't really realize that she's kind of drifting away from him because she thinks he's an asshole, but also she used to love him a lot, so she's conflicted about it. So I think he, like, chats with her a little bit, and she leaves more quickly than she would have in the past, like... She's also 16 now, so I think she just goes somewhere else. Solomon has no interest in talking to him at all. And Dorian's, like, an eight-year-old boy who's, like, very excited to see his dad. And I think they probably, like, you know, mm-hmm. he, like, reads the comics to him, the funnies to him or something. Or then, like, then later they, like, maybe they play catch a little bit in the yard because it's a Saturday and he doesn't really have anywhere he, like, desperately needs to be yet. Right. Um, okay. He doesn't do really anything for Roxy, though, because that's a baby and it's not his job. So so a very kind of like chill weekend in general, it sounds like. Yeah, he's just like enjoying his Saturday. Um, I think like he is like he's been given this job, this important thing to do, but he's still not like the most ambitious person and like doesn't really love drawing a ton of attention to himself. So he's definitely going to figure it out, but he's not like waking up first thing Saturday morning and being like, I got to get back to the office. (laughs) So, so I think I have two questions for you, right? Like one of them is what's your plan? When are you, when and how are you going on this journey to try and figure out who owns the clearing now? And Mm -hmm. then second question is, I mean, what do you plan to do about your diagnosis? And there, you know, what do you plan to do about your diagnosis, I think is more of a sorcery question, right? You have, you have a demon bound to your blood. There are ways that you mm-hmm. can cure yourself or, I mean, maybe not cure it, right? But there are decisions no, to be made like, at this point. Yeah. Can you remind me, um, Abby has more powers than Samson knows about. Correct. Is a thing that I'm pretty confident. Yep. Which ones does he know about? Boost, vitality, and psychic force. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely, I think he would want to see if there was something he could do with, like, the vitality. Like, I feel like he would definitely do a demonic sorcery thing, but my impulse is that he would, like, have a conversation with, um, his demon about it. Uh, like, I don't, I don't think, because he's a solid, he's solitary, he's low lore, he doesn't have, like, a way of figuring this kind of thing out. Okay. Yeah, so I that's that's maybe where I want to go is is let's figure out what that conversation looks like and then we're we're coming up on time. So this this can maybe be our last scene. How do you how do you talk to 
Abalazet. We've seen Abalazet kind of speak to you through this drug haze a, a little bit, just kind of vague words. And you, in the last episode, you stood in front of the mirror and could kind of like feel it laughing almost. But if you want to hold a conversation with Abalazet, with this parasite demon, which is, uh, we haven't quite determined if it's corporeal, is a thing in your blood or is kind of just an entity which floats through your your circulatory system so if you want to talk to it what does that look like what what are the actions you have to take in order to speak with it yeah well i feel like he has like a place that's his place to do his sorcery stuff that's mm. not maybe at the main house. Sure. Um, uh, part of me, I really like the idea that maybe, like maybe he has a boat, right? Because he should have a boat. Yeah. Um, he's the yeah. kind of guy who has a boat. And <laughs> I think maybe his boat it has like one specific cabin that, like, mostly it's like regular, and this is sort of just like you wouldn't really expect there to be a cabin there, so he can take people on the boat and they won't necessarily notice this particular door, but it's always a little bit of a risk. Yeah. It's like a small cabin in like the very bow, like very, very front. Um, that's just big enough for him to sit cross-legged and it's all mirrors. Um, and it's Word. horrifying to him because he's scared of water, but he knows that this is the only way he can really like, it's the only place he has where he can commune with the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he even, like, keeps the boat at a marina or, like, in dry dock a lot of the time, but recently had to put it back in the water. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, he's, like, in that little space where he's sitting, and I think he's shirtless because he wants to have his... Like, there's something about having his skin more exposed that makes the, like, connection to his blood feel more real. And maybe, like, as he's talking to the to Abby, um, maybe, like, his veins just stand out more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so... Specifically, only in these moments... Not, like, that's not a second tell or anything. It's just, like, in these moments of communication. Right. Like, you can almost see blood moving through his veins. But if someone mm-hmm. walked in on you right now, it would be a tell, certainly. <laughs> right? Yes. But yeah. the door to the, like, weird cabin is it's definitely shut and locked from yeah, the inside. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's let's get this. It's kind of our our last scene where we we see his boat. You know, it's not a multi-million dollar yacht, but it's a it's a big enough boat that it has, you know, a cabin underneath and then a small door at the very front which opens up. It's just this kind of triangular shaped room. Uh it's it's not even tall enough to stand up in, right? He a person has to crawl in on their hands and knees. And then Samson has taken his shirt off. This is, I don't know why this detail seems so important to me. You've taken your shirt off. Did you fold it? Did you toss it in the cabin somewhere? <laughs> is it laid across? Uh, your- there's a hanger right on the outside, like a bar that has a hanger on it. Mm-hmm. Or that he like bring, maybe he keeps the hanger inside. Um, but he like carefully hangs up his shirt. He doesn't wear an undershirt. Yeah. He's definitely like. A little pudgy, but in decent shape and totally hairless. Weirdly, yeah. weirdly. So we, so hairless. we watch. You know, this is kind of a tracking shot where we follow Samson step onto his boat. He walks. You know, he unlocks the door to the main cabin. Probably locks it behind him. Goes underneath. Carefully takes his shirt off. Um, 
reaches through this door to grab a hanger, then he hangs it up on the other side of the door, and then he opens the door and we see this room on the other side covered in mirrors, mirrors over the kind of the inside side of the door. He climbs inside, shuts the door behind him, sits cross-legged, and uh, before the veins stand out, what do you say? What do you ask as you're initiating this conversation? Um, I think just, are you listening? Sorry, are we looking for like some kind of like arcane dramatic thing? Like I think we already thing, have or? something arcane and dramatic just from the room that you've created. So, I mean, I will I will respond as a Balazette, however seems appropriate. But what are you asking? What do you want? What are we going to do? So, you know, you ask this into the room. The viewer may not really know what's going on if this was a TV show, right? But then the the veins on on samson's chest stick out on his forearms on his on his head right it's it's almost like all of his veins growing varicose and in this environment you can hear you can kind of hear a balazette speaking to you and maybe it sounds kind of like rushing water almost right like you you know when you're when you can feel like you can feel your heart pounding in your head it's that kind yeah. of feeling and a balazette says what do you mean do about what you know what? I, you're in my blood. You can see what else is there. I'm not gonna last long with this in me, and I definitely. It's here. It's here. It's been here a while. I know, and I don't. I'm not terribly concerned about it being there, but I am quite concerned about where else it might be going. What? What? Like? What are? Like, what are we going to do about Roxy? What are we going to do about Sylvia? What? How are we going to take care of this? How are you going to take care of this? How am I going to take care of this? You've made your choices. We've made my choices. Mm. Sharing the blame. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that that's pretty fair in this circumstance. What do you want to do about Roxy? Do you want to call another demon and tie it to her? Like poor Joan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, having recently interacted with a demonically possessed teenager, I don't really think I would recommend it to any. Then maybe child. you should tell your wife and take your infant child to the doctor. Yeah, there's not really a cure, as far as I'm aware. How about you just pull it out of her? Ho ho ho! You want to put me inside your infant daughter? <laughs> No, I want you to take something out of my infant daughter. You're staying right where you are. I will do no such thing. You bound me to yourself. You keep me fed. But you're so fucking boring. All you do is you play with your family you play with yourself at the stupid jazz club, and now you want me to do something for someone else? I don't think so. You don't, I don't, we're not negotiating here. You're stuck inside of me. And if that means I'm stuck with you, that's fine. Only until this new thing that I'm sharing your blood with has its way, and then I'm free again. You see how this works? I don't have an expiration date. You do. How are you going to get out? 
All you have to do is die. That's how, if I die, you're still in me. I'm not giving you up to anybody anymore until you fix this. There's no sharing. There's no, there's no path out. You're just stuck until I let you go. I mean, Abalazet laughs at you and, and says, that's not how it works. If you die, I'm free. If your will is gone, there's nothing keeping me here. Oh. In fact, Whoa. you've, I mean, and, and Abalazet doesn't say this, but you do kind of immediately feel in its tone that, right? And, there, and y- y'all are communicating on levels that are not just verbal, right? Because it lives in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things that you are getting from it, one of the things you feel in this moment is that you just lost one of your, your chips, right? Is that it just realized that you didn't even know that. Right? That this is a, a factor of sorcery that you were not even aware of. Yeah, that was sort of my, uh, like, also my plan was to have <laughs> Samson be like, yeah, no, I'm going to lock myself in this room and we're just going to suffer together. But, mm-hmm. um, sure. Yeah, how long do you want to be bored? Or maybe, I don't know, I'll bind you to something that'll last. You want to live in a Galapagos turtle for the next 500 years? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god okay yeah what does Abalazet say to that <laughs> <laughs> you have my attention yeah and you have mine <laughs> I mean and and maybe let's let's leave it there like we don't have to role play out this whole conversation but as you start threatening it uh, that's when you're going to that's when you start being able to make some headway with Abalazet but I will say, like, you you are left with the impression that even though you have convinced it to help you in this moment, that it has gained kind of a, a chip on you. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm really glad we're back. I'm glad we're playing in this world. Yes. Um, yes. I think we got some really cool scenes today. I mean, and some and some funny scenes. There wasn't a ton of action, but that's totally okay as we are kind of getting back into the groove. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Amazing.